Hey friends, welcome to episode 21 of Sprouting in STEM, the podcast about young people in science. I'm Audrey Farrell. I'm Evie Murphy. And today, we talked about what to do on your campus visit. For, for grad school. For grad school. Yeah. I mean, yes, it works for undergrad. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Tight. Look how big this plant looks now. Yeah. I repotted it. It's like twice its size. But it's literally the same size. I just put it in a bigger pot. And so now it looks so much bigger. I never noticed that lamp before either. Because it wasn't there before. Oh, that would be why. Isn't that interesting? I like it. It's a plant lamp. It's got grow lights in it so that these plants don't die. Uh There's another one over there. See that fern? Did you get rid of the stick ones? They're down here. They broke. Uh, That's a shame. I know. They just stopped working. But the fern, I mean, it still looks like shit, right? But notice a few fronds sticking back up. So I think it's appreciating being right underneath a grow light. Like I, I gave it a more, oh, plant update. <laughs> I gave it a more um, direct access to the plant lamp and it seems to be doing slightly better. So it's not hanging anymore. Do you think these are brighter lamps as well? I think they're a little brighter, yeah. So they're they're help. way wider. Yeah. Like it's very white light. And I like, I don't know if I prefer it for while I'm like sitting and working at my desk, but for the most part, I'm not sitting and working at my desk during the day. <laughs> Which right. is when these are on. So, the only downside of these is that they don't have a timer anymore. My old plant lamp had a had a, like an automatic timer every mm-hmm. twelve hours. They just shut off or shut on, shut on, turn on, turn on, shut off. <sighs> um, it's weird that turn is ambidextrous. You can turn on and turn off, but you can't shut on. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Um, ambidextrous is not the right word for that. <laughs> I, I realize it's not um <laughs> it, it worked do you ever do you ever think about hermitian operators being ambidextrous <laughs> i can't say i think about hermitian operators very often well because their whole thing in direct notation is that they can go either right or left right yeah so they are they are ambidextrous they're amphibious <laughs> no they're not oh my goodness hi hi how are you it's I'm been well. a while yeah. It's been too long. We're recording on a Saturday. What a change. I know. To well, think that this is what we used to I do. I know. It, like how... <laughs> now it feels so odd. Yeah, it feels weird not to be on a Wednesday, which means it's been like a full week since I've seen you. Right? Has it? I can't remember. Hmm. So what have you been up to this past week? I heard you went on a little bit of a escapade. I literally just got back. My suitcase is still unpacked. I got back like maybe an hour ago. From visiting Amherst, my first grad school visit. Woohoo! Do you know what I didn't realize when I was like planning my whole trip? Is that I was literally the only one there. Like I went during like the days they had set up for visits, right? Yeah. I was the only one there. Everyone else chose the other day. Weird. Yeah, so I was the only visiting prospective student. So there was like a lot of attention on me. (laughs) (laughs) Just the whole department closing on you. Yeah, it was a very like a different vibe that i was expecting because i was expecting to be with like a group of kids we're all figuring it out we go on tours together and like talk to all the different professors and stuff but it's literally just me <laughs> like i had breakfast with the the program director just us do you know how many other kids were admitted um i don't know how many were admitted i know that um like the general class size is around 15 so it is small mm-hmm. it's not like a big big department but yeah, it was definitely an interesting time. And I felt like now that I'm back, I feel like I was so unprepared. Like I didn't have any questions ready. 
And I really should have. And like, I was driving home and I'm like, I probably should have asked some more questions mm-hmm. that I didn't really get around to. And I was there for so long too. I went, I went on Wednesday night and came back just today, which is Saturday. So mm-hmm. I was there for three nights, which first off, I slept so great. <laughs> when you live with like six people. Yeah. And then you go and get a hotel room to yourself. Damn. The little I luxuries. Slept, I slept so well, not being like six feet off the ground and <laughs> not having to climb a ladder into bed. <laughs> that felt pretty great. Yeah. And it was a queen size. Ooh, so it was like, spread out. Got spread out. I had four pillows. I was like, wow. I always love hotel beds. Yeah. I always get my best sleeps in them. I don't understand I quite why. I yeah. out every single night. I was just gone. I mean, part of it was that, like, my days while I was there were, like, very exhausting, mm. but damn, I slept so good. But I kept waking up really early, like, unintentionally. Like, I'd set my alarm late to, like, let myself sleep in a bit, mm-hmm. and I'd still wake up at, like, 7. So what the heck are you doing every day? Every day? Well, I got in Wednesday night, so I didn't do anything Wednesday night. I didn't get in until, like, 10 p.m. I passed out. Mm-hmm. But um, most of what I actually, like, did with the department was on Thursday. So I had, like, a very jam-packed morning. I had breakfast with the program director. I went from breakfast to the professor who had like really arranged my visit, and then I was kind of I was kind of handed off from professor to professor within the department. Uh, the only ones that were like at least adjacent to my research interests, like I didn't go see condensed matter people mm-hmm. or or astro people. Understandable. It's yeah. not relevant to me, and they know that. And so I was mostly like in the nuclear area, mm-hmm. and just getting passed from professor to professor and we'd talk a little bit in their office and then go down and see their lab and they'd like show me the posters and talk me through all the research they were doing and they have like a new building there like it was built like in the past year hmm. and it's fucking it's incredibly gorgeous. new it's so nice and like damn stony brook's ugly <laughs> is it for their physics building yeah yeah no Ooh. the physics building is new well first off the physics department is in three different buildings uh. mm-hmm. but like the new people are in the new one because they moved anyone that needs like a lot of big lab space into the new one. And the new people are the ones making big detectors to be shipped around. So mm-hmm. it's also they um right in front of where they were going to build the building was this like old historical research station. Right. But in order to build the building, they needed to move the research station about 20 feet. <laughs> so they took it apart brick by brick oh, to rebuild it 20 feet forward <laughs> and then realized while they were rebuilding it that. The bricks weren't good anymore. Oh my goodness! And so just built a replica of it. So you walk in and it looks like in like 19th century building. But it's and just it, all but, yeah. Brand yeah, but then new, you, yeah, you walk in and it's modern and it's very weird. Weird. And it's like a small building, but then it attaches to the like the rest of the big physics complex. Mm-hmm. And I think chemistry is also in that building. But I don't know. It was cool. It's like very open and bright and nice. It's like like it all felt kind of like the Simon Center. The new one or the retro one? The new one. Ah. Uh. That would yeah. be really nice. Yeah, Is that where, where you'd like... be then, too? Yeah. Ooh, that's awesome. I know. They've got some draw there. I'm like, wow, you have, like, sunlight. Like, I walked into the grad student offices. Like, they, like you don't get your own office, but, like, they all had, like, a kind of group offices. And I walked into one of them, and this guy was watering his plants. And I'm like, wow, you have an office where you could grow plants. <laughs> you know how nice that the is? Concept. Like the stony brook grad student offices have no windows most offices in in the physics department don't have windows mm-hmm. like they're designed so that the windows are in the hallway for whatever <laughs> it's just so reason. sad yeah i know so you can't grow a plant in there but he was pruning his spider plant 
Ooh, so then you can kind of plan out which ones you're going to bring, yeah? I'm bringing all of my plants. To your office, no, my, though? Well, not to my office. That's what I meant. Oh, you, but you're, are you expecting me to move to wherever I'm going to grad school and not buy more plants? Well, then you can kind of plan out what you're going to have in your office. Like, even if I don't have windows in my office, I'm getting grow lights and growing plants. Like, it's a necessity for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, they, I need to have them. You will be forever known as the green thumb. I don't have a green thumb. Yeah, I could tell by your fern. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> you know what? I'm sensitive about that. <laughs> Listen, I've been here with it side by side for the past year. And you have not exactly seen it flourish. Look at my other one. Look at the fern like a foot and a half away. That one's nice. I agree. I'm not saying you're not a green thumb. I am in fact saying you are. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but it was um, the first, like, Thursday was the day that I was, like, really in the department, kind of getting passed around. Mm-hmm. Um, very overwhelming. <laughs> it was, like, a lot. Um, it was just, like, meeting after meeting after meeting. Meeting after meeting after meeting. Wow. And um, I, I got lunch with a bunch of grad students. I went to more meetings. I had about um, two hours to kind of catch up on my email and, like, my life, and I... Um, tried to catch an orchestra rehearsal because my old advisor is there. Um, he's part of why I'm like admitted there, and he's like he knows that I'm like a music minor and I, that I do enjoy like having that as kind of a side thing yeah. on physics. So he's like, yeah, I know the orchestra director, and I think they have rehearsals today. Like she's not here because she teaches at Juilliard at the end of the week, because of course she does. And so he's like, yeah, you can go and like listen in on the end of the rehearsal if you run now. So I like ran to the to the music department and tried to catch it, but I went to the room he told me, and it was like a jazz combo finishing up a rehearsal, and I'm like, this isn't the orchestra. <laughs> so I just kind of left. Yeah. I felt really awkward about it. I didn't want to just walk in and be like, hello, have you seen the orchestra for this institution? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I felt weird about it. Yeah, this is my first day here. Where's the orchestra? Yeah, so I was like, I just like, I, I snooped around a little bit in the music building, but then I just left mm. and like walked around campus a little so you bit. you didn't really catch anything? No, I didn't catch. Oh, I catch the end of a jazz combo. <laughs> They're right. Mm-hmm. Playing some standards. Um, <laughs> Feel like you could do better. No, no, I haven't played jazz in years. God. And then I like did some of my own work because I have still have schoolwork mm-hmm. due. So I had an essay due I had to work on, and then went to another meeting, like briefly, and another brief meeting, just like planning what I do the next day and stuff, and talking to my old advisor a bit and all that kind of stuff. And then I got dinner with with the same grad students I had lunch with which was really good Vietnamese food mm. for fucking cheap. Do you know Long Island's expensive? Yeah. <laughs> like, I knew this. I know this. I'm not from here. It's not like I've never seen cheap food. But, like, it shocks me every time how li- little distance you have to get from the island before you can get, like, a decent meal for, like, $8. Someday. It was, like, good Vietnamese food that was vegan. Was it and close it cost by? me, like, $10. And, it, yeah, it was, like, five minutes drive and like 20 minutes walk mm, nice it was so good i went and got a vegan omelet the next day Ooh. what does that consist of it was made of like a rice flour and coconut milk i think okay and then i i, I put like spinach and caramelized onions and Ooh. broccoli in there nice mm. love me some caramelized some, onions with some home fries and some pumpernickel toast it was actually really great sounds like a good breakfast i know i haven't like like stony brook doesn't have vegan food around 
really. The best you can get is like going to places and just like finding your best option, right? Mm -hmm. So like I can eat at some of the Mexican places and like pull together salads at most chains and I can go to Chipotle. But like my options here for eating out are very limited because the small business scene here is non-existent, really. Mm -hmm. There's there's nothing. So it felt really weird to be in a on a campus that's like so integrated into the town and has so many small businesses and has like such a like college town feel so like every place had like little vegan sections of their menus and like there are so many used bookstores and like cute little places and i'm like wow what if stony brook had any community <laughs> was it all kind of like within walking distance or do you have to drive much. okay yeah so um yesterday i didn't really have anything with the department on my schedule i had like one seminar i went to and that's really about it so I I decided that was my day to kind of get a sense of the town and the campus and kind of get a sense for the wider feel of like living there, mm -hmm. less so than what I'd work on. And so I walked from my hotel, which was in the center of campus, to like town. And it took like 30 minutes to walk to from the center of campus to the center of town. Got my delicious breakfast slash brunch and walked back. And it was quite nice. It's like definitely within walking distance, but like having a car is nice, mm -hmm. you know? And then in the evening, I went to Northampton, which is like a 15, 20 minute drive away uh, with, with a friend of mine that I, that I know from like a, a nearby school. And she kind of just like showed me around the town and we got, I got vegan mac and cheese and it was really good. And it's, it's, um, Northampton's like the lesbian capital of America. Oh, this is the place you were telling me about. Yeah. It's like su super progressive. Everyone has Bernie stickers and the the crosswalks are pride flags and it's like <laughs> very nice it was like one of those things that I, like i i always knew that i'd like it would be cool to live in a very progressive place like that you know very new england yeah but i didn't expect how nice it would feel to just like walk around in a place that's like so openly like i guess liberal in the american sense but it was nice it was chill sounds like you really enjoyed yourself yeah, I had a good time. I was the whole time though. I felt like I might be doing it wrong. <laughs> like I, I know that the point when you go on a grad school visit is have a good time and like get a sense for the the area and what you'd be doing and what your life would be. Mm -hmm. But it feels weird to just go and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like, because I know it's not a vacation. It's like a business trip essentially. Yeah. But it, it also is kind of a vacation. Because they're trying to convince you to come, so they want you to have a good time and all this. It's like it's the whole sales tactic. Yeah, it's very weird. Although it's nice that you were able to enjoy yourself while doing things kind of on your own. Yeah. Because then that'll give you a good sense if you're actually living there. Yeah. And you can actually find things that you'll enjoy doing rather than yeah. some like school-sponsored bullshit that's never actually going to be real. Yeah, I, I definitely was like worried about that. Of, like, oh, if I visit and they're only showing me like the good shit, am I going to have a horrible time? But I think that's one of the advantages of being there on my own was it was so much less structured mm -hmm. so i really i had literally the entire day on friday was me just wandering around campus and seeing what's up is it a big campus yeah i was really surprised so so amherst has oh i got also i got not yelled at but like it was pointed out <laughs> to me that like i've been calling it amherst but amherst college is also in amherst oh boy so people call it umass but amherst is so much more fun to say yeah but i'm not looking at amherst college but because um, UMass is like the state school system for them. Yeah. So then it seems more applicable to call it Amherst because yeah, that yeah, distinguishes from the other we UMass. We don't call Stony Brook SUNY. SUNY. 
Because there are like 20 million other Sunnis. So why would we call it UMass? Weird. Yeah, it was weird. But um, it has this like this roughly the same number of students as Stunnybrook. What if you called it UMA? Uma. Uma. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it has the it has the same number of students as, as Stony Brook, so I expected it to be a very comparable size. But I think it, what it differs in is that it's not like a commuter campus, and it has a lot more history to it, and it's not on fucking Long Island, so it's so much bigger. <laughs> there's so much more space. That's really nice. Yeah, I th- and I feel like there's just more people on campus at any given time, so it felt big. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I go to a 30,000 person school right now, it felt big to be there. And it's like a very weird mix between historical buildings and like the brutalist concrete buildings that we're used to from living here. So they still, they do exist outside of Stony they Brook campus. They do exist outside of Stony Brook. So there are some of the big concrete towers on that campus, but there's also like really beautiful red brick, old, old buildings. That sounds nice. And there are some really nice modern ones as well. So like, it's a weird mix. That's why I couldn't really get an impression for if it was a pretty campus or not. Because like, first off, a lot of it's under construction because it's a college campus when it's not under construction. Mm-hmm. Especially around this time. Yeah. And yeah, because it's February, it's kind of like the ugliest time of year. So I had a really I had trouble getting a sense of if like I liked it or not visually can't tell if this is pretty or not but last night my friend who was who was showing me about around Northampton goes to Mount Holyoke College which is like a private school and damn our private school is nice <laughs> <laughs> so we went to um to the campus just so she could show me around and real hard um I can show you a picture of the library oh boy beautiful it hurts me. The whole time I was like, you know what? Fuck you. My tuition is nothing compared to yours. So at least I have that. Yeah, you're better in the long um, run. I know. I'm like, I have a fraction of your student debt. So it's like Hogwarts. And it hurts a little bit. This is the part of their library. That's Just a giant cool. glass sculpture. Apparently called the Fountain <laughs> of Knowledge. I don't know. Yeah, and it's like a tiny, tiny school. So they have so many like little traditions, things, and like a sense of actual community. <laughs> Non-existent here. (sighs) Look, (laughs) Uh, I just like had to like repeat myself. Like tuition is eight grand at Stony. That's fine. (laughs) Like I'm. Does UMass have that kind of community sense? It seems like more so than Stony Brook does. I think a big thing that makes Stony Brook feel like it lacks any culture or community at all is because it's such a big commuter school. So when half of your population isn't here most of the time. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to. Yeah, I get that. It's hard. And we found our community in little subsets of the school, like the Honors College or the Physics mm-hmm. Department or, you know, stuff like that or clubs. But there isn't really an overall sense of stony pride unless you're part of the marching band, in which case you're just in a cult. Plus, I feel like it's because so. Stony Brook doesn't really have a big sport program. Cause that's typically what, yeah. like, has the huge community around it. Yeah. But we have sports. We just don't care. Well, because they're not really on a national scene. Isn't our basketball team crazy good? Mm, not really. Not know. really. I wouldn't be the one to know. What kind of tea did you choose? I took the same one. I, I thought we were trying the same tea. Last week, first off, last week was so hectic. We tried our teas, but we I don't think we ever actually said what the teas were. So I was like editing it and I was, oh my God, you idiots. You never oh, said what I tea had you're a, drinking. An almond tea? Almond black? Yeah. Yeah. And I had the, the Ginmaicha mm. popcorn tea last week. But I thought it would be better if we were drinking the okay. same tea each week. I respect that. So this week is a Dragon Well green tea. What are your thoughts? You want to cheer? Cheers. I can't. I like it. It's a little, um, like fruity for a green mm-hmm. tea. Do you know what I mean? My initial thought is that the color is like very diluted. Yeah. Um, but the taste, I like the taste. It is a little fruity. 
Yeah. But fruity in a non-committal way. Like, it doesn't no, taste no, no, like no. a fruit. It tastes it like tastes a fruity, fruity green tea. Yeah. Subtle notes of uh, apricot. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little raisiny, actually. I'm kind of getting like a, kind of like a white grape slash pear hint. A fine vintage. What's your rating? Out of 10? What was our first one? Was the rose one that I quite liked, but I might like this one a little more because it's less in your face. And I gave the rose one like a six, I think. So I give this a seven. Seven, seven out of ten. Yeah, seven. Dragon Ball green tea. It's it a nice. quite nice. I enjoy tea. it. Mm. I would look forward to another cup. Ooh, is that you saying give me another one when I finish? Yeah, my visit was good. I really enjoyed sleeping <laughs> in that nice hotel bed. Oh my god, it was so nice just yeah. to fall asleep. And I'm the kind of person that can't sleep without stuff playing, like music or, or mm. TV or YouTube or something. So falling asleep without a headphone in was really nice. Oh, to not have roommates. <laughs> what must it be like for Are you? Are you looking kids? to get a studio slash one bed? I don't think it's feasible my first year. Probably not going to happen. Based on the places where I'm looking at, like none of them are cheap enough that it's going to be reasonable to get my own, my completely my own place, at least for okay. a, a several years. But I will I will definitely be looking for a place for oh, my yeah, own room. I would assume. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have like a roommate roommate. Such an odd thing to have think about in adulthood, be sharing a bedroom with someone. Yeah. I, I mean I, I love my roommate now. Do you? You could tell me. <laughs> and by that you mean you could tell the world. He's cleaner than me. Like I'm not a messy person, but he's cleaner than me. Makes me feel bad. Like, oh no, I left a sock out. So maybe that has helped you be clean, and now once you're on your own, you're going to turn into a disaster. I know. I'm going to be a disaster. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make such a mess when I have oh, no, no one policing me. It's not that he polices me, but my, you my sense of guilt. And yeah. when you don't have that, you're going to be a pigsty. I've, I, like, I've had messy rooms in the past. But I'm generally, like, what happens is that I get stressed and then my room gets really messy. And then I, I get too stressed mm-hmm. and then I clean it all. And mm-hmm. so it's immaculate. And I just go through pretty quick cycles of that. So it's clean, like, at least half the time. Yeah. It's, it's very clean. Yeah, I'm with you. I do the same thing. Usually wait till the weekends and, like, straighten everything up. Clean my cups. Yeah. Did you get new succulents? Or have I just not noticed these before? We did. We got them for Valentine's Day. Okay. So we've had them for a little bit, but... But they're still new. I gotta repot mine. My Valentine succulent. Someone knows the key to my heart. Plants. <laughs> if you haven't been able to tell. Oh. I feel like you own a lot of green. And I wonder if that's not a coincidence. Are you asking if I like green? Well, uh, I know you like green. But I'm wondering like if the fact that you like green objects is related to the fact that you like plant. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, green's great. Like, very natural color. I, I very much like neutral, earthy colors. Like, earth tones. And so green kind of naturally falls into that. Like, I don't have very many red things. Do I own a single red thing? That box down there is a bright orange. Oh, that's true. But I'm going to recycle that box. I held on to that in case I decided to return Uh the headphones I just got. But I think I like it. Yeah, I was running into it where I get a new box for something. something. And then I hold on to it. it. And then I pass the point where, like, oh, I might, like, you know, stuff this back in. And then I'm like, oh, it's just a box to have in case I ever need it. So then I put that away. Mm. And then it just accumulates. Because you never know when you might need a box. Yeah, I have a few boxes that I've actually held on to for the sake of when I move. Like, I, I've held on to boxes for anything that's fragile. Like, I have my computer monitor, like my desktop monitor. I have the box for that. And I have my kettles box because that's a glass kettle. And so when I move, I want it to go sense. back in its box. Mm-hmm. So excited to drive a U-Haul across the country. <laughs> yeah, I heard you talking about that today on yeah. the phone. It's going to be such... Because I'm so used to, like... uh getting out holiday break and it's like a religious journey for me to drive home like across the state 
and I'm like just chilling in yeah. my car, vibing to some Christmas tunes, and it's like a great time. And then I'm not gonna have that anymore. It makes me a little sad. I mean, you could still do it. Yeah, just longer. <laughs> I don't know if I'm about that. Low flying is so expensive, so I may once or twice. Yeah, I I'm definitely planning if I if I move to California, that's gonna be a a mm. cross country road trip. Oh, now that I think about it, if we do like opt to drive there and back, we could do so many pit stops on the way, mini vacations. It'd be great. I've thought about this a little too much, and my plan is to find like um, camping along the way. Unless I have, if I have mattress with me, it might be a little more complicated. But I might like there are a few ways I could transport mattress across the country. I've thought about like I could actually drive with him. I could take mm. a train with him, pretty easily. I believe and i could also take him to a breeder of, of snakes on long island and ask them to ship him to me when i get there so it depends on how things kind of work out but like driving to a campsite and, and spending a night camping and then drive to the next one and i'd break it up into enough days that i wouldn't be driving the entire day and i'd have time to mm -hmm. like go on little hikes that'd be cool you know yeah like i think i feel like i if if i could i'd take like a week to drive to california because you can do it in like three or four days but that's a lot of driving. And so I feel like I go split it into a week and drive like six hours a day and then hike. And then that way you camp. can really take in all the sites. You want to do a little cruise down Route 66 together? I'm so down. Ugh. You want to get a motorcycle with me? A motorcycle? I feel like I'd be more of like a an e-bike or a moped person. That works too. Because they're less loud. Honestly, that's why. And, yeah. and electric, which I'm also behind. My sister has an e-bike that she really likes, and I'm, like, tempted. And it's green. <laughs> of course. Color green or green green or both? Both. The green green machine. I need some more candles. Um, do you want some of my... Do you have a stick lighter? Mm -hmm. You can have some of my almost burnt out ones. You sure? Yeah. Sure. Because I can't, I can't reach them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't light them anymore. I really need a, a longer lighter. Yeah. Yeah, I can't light half... Not not half more than half of my candles i cannot light anymore because they are too deep into the jar so. oh you know it'd be kind of a good idea what you know push pops yeah but for candles. candle push pops <laughs> it wouldn't work why wouldn't it because when you it would certainly work you'd have to make it out of a material wax doesn't stick to because the wax when you melt it when you're burning the candle it seals to the glass it like melts and then rehardens to the glass or so sliding it would be really hard or you have it lined with a material that slides out, and then you could like tear it off. Oh, like a like a parchment paper kind of deal that yeah. wouldn't catch on fire. Kind of, kind of like the hot pocket uh, <laughs> containment vessel. Yeah, the sleeve, <laughs> yeah. the pocket. Yeah, you just like, rip that pocket? off, and then maybe you can make that out of some sort of material that you can then like lay down in the candle and burn, and it'll smell nice. This is your new kind of like some new million dollar some idea. little accents. <laughs> yeah, I'll work on it. I'll add that to the list of great ideas that I have that just perpetually remain ideas. <laughs> Remember that hike we were going to do in Arizona? Yes. We should I do have, that. I have it planned still. We should do that. Including every single water stop and yeah. campsite. Yeah, I remember. And like daily mileage and where we send restock packages. So I'm thinking this upcoming winter, next winter, I guess, because we're still technically in winter, right? Yeah. I was so upset because uh, this was going to be the first recorded February on Long Island or at least like our Stony Brook area, mm. to not get any snow. But the other night we had like a trace amount apparently. Oh no. And it so ruined it. I mean, I'm kind of glad. It should be cold in February. Yeah. Hot take. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, next winter, 
I don't know if we get off for winter breaks or not. I don't know how that works. That's one of the questions I got to ask is how how do schedules. See, here's my problem is that now I've gone on one of these trips and every time people were like, every like person I met, they're like, do you have any questions for me? And I'm like, probably, but fuck if I can remember any of them now because I'm like overwhelmed and Mm -hmm. exhausted and I've been here. I've been so like information dumped Mm -hmm. very in very close proximity to whoever I'm talking to. So I'm like. I probably have questions, but I can't think of any of them right now. And so I think for my next ones, what I've what I've learned is to write down all my questions as I think of them before I even leave. Mm-hmm. And so I just have a list of questions that I need to make sure I get through. That's smart. Like most of the things that I w- was most concerned about came up pretty naturally. Like, is the health insurance good? Can you afford like enough to like live decently and you know how many hours a week do you work and you know these kinds of things which first off holy shit they're all working like 40 hour work weeks there what must it be like the students the professors or everybody the students and and the professors a lot do you know they're all assume they're all unionized oh at amherst i was shocked i've never heard of a bunch of grad students being like properly unionized effectively and happily isn't that what we're trying to do here at least th- to some extent. I think so. And I think the students at Harvard were also trying to do it recently. They were like in negotiations. But Amherst has for a long time been very successfully unionized. Not only the grad students, but the professors and the postdocs. All unionized. So what benefits come from that? Stuff like their their health insurance is great. Their work-life balance is pretty good. Yes, they also get like a wellness stipend that is set to the cost of like two semesters at the gym on campus. So they can always afford the rec center. Which, like, students here, grad students don't get the rec center free at Stony Brook. They have to pay per semester. So they get that every year? Yeah. Oh, so it's just, okay. Yeah, so they can always afford the rec center if they choose, but they can also use it on other things. Like, I know one of the grad students I was talking to used it on, uh, he said it covers about four months at a climbing gym each Hmm. year. Cool. Which is nice. And then someone else said they used it to get, like, massage packages. (laughs) Like, stuff like that. So, like, it's pretty flexible. So is it really just up to their discretion... Yeah, but like um, some people used it to buy like Fitbits and wellness oh, trackers and stuff. Cool. Yeah, so it's like, you know, any extra stipend is always nice. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and I mean, you obviously you pay dues to your union, so like yeah. it's not like you're not paying for it, but like you mm-hmm. kind of are. It's really nice. I I was very pleasantly surprised to hear that, and it is now something that I will ask at every other school that I will go to because that's so nice. I'm like, are you guys unionized? Now that they've set the standard, I feel like it's not a common thing though. At least it's not something I've heard about. Yeah, I haven't heard about it. Like, I was talking to my siblings today, and they were like, I told them that. And they are like, I didn't even know that was a thing you could do. Mm-hmm. Like, unionize as grad students. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's a job. It really is just a job. I guess. But it yeah. feels so different from a job that you don't expect to have, like, workers' rights. <laughs> Especially because they just tack on the student label. Yeah, because you're a grad student. And you're still taking classes and stuff. Yeah. It's just a job with a really long training period. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Yeah, and you get a certificate at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but I, I had a really nice time. I was very pleasantly surprised how much of the the other research, besides what I already knew I was interested in, I would find really fascinating. Like, I, I talked to one professor who was working on um, some experiment at Fermilab. But fuck if I can remember what the experiment is called. <laughs> Jesus. Audrey. 
It's been two days. But essentially, what I found interesting was that the system was such that it was measuring. Oh, it was measuring the anomalous magnetic moment of the muon. That's what it was measuring to very high precision to see if it's suggesting because the. I don't know if I'm being clear about this. The magnetic moment of the muon is not what theory predicts it to be um, in measurements. Okay. So what that suggests potentially is that there is new physics, like new particles influencing its magnetic moment that we do not yet know about. Ooh. But previous experiments, which were done at Brookhaven, by the way, Ooh. weren't precise enough to actually like firmly suggest new physics. So they're building a new upgraded version in uh, at Fermilab that will be much more precise. But the cool thing about this is that because you're measuring magnetic properties, if you introduce any other magnetic fields into your system, it's going to skew your results in ways that you it's very hard to control. Mm-hmm. So because of that, you can't put a lot of metal in your experiment. That <laughs> You can't do it because it's kind of more of an uncontrolled space, you know? That's such a wild concept because yeah. when you think of all this equipment, it's all metal. I know. So what they were doing is they were making, first off, making equipment that was glass coated in graphite, which is really weird looking. And then they were also doing a bunch of optical instrumentation. So ways you could measure magnetic field using only optics. Wow. Which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And it was just something I'd never thought about. It's like, you just have to make a new tool now. (laughs) Go. Like, (laughs) I thought it was really interesting. And then I talked to another person who was building these giant, um, oh, like fuck if I can remember what things are called. So I gotta like write these gems. down. They're like electron multiplying detectors, essentially. Okay. That make electron cascades whenever charged particles pass through them, and that they have all these wires running through them, so that you get some determination of the position of the particle as it passes through the detector. So we were looking at a really small model of it. It was like maybe like a foot across, right? And then we walk into another room, and he has eight of them that are a meter and a half across. Oh boy. Squares. And so they're just giant <laughs> and they have like a clean room where they're stringing these wires across it and doing all the electronics for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like super cool looking and it's, it's the new building. So the lab is like pristine and gorgeous and really cool. Yeah. I talked to another guy who was making a, a fancy refrigerator essentially. And his lab has like pits full of liquid helium and liquid hydrogen and stuff, nitrogen pits. and stuff. Yeah, like like pits in the floor that like are covered up by like metal grates and you That's can just wild. open it up and you have like very cold that is wild <laughs> it's, it's really weird that sounds so futuristic yeah no i was talking because he was like a young professor he's like only a few years out of his phd and he's like yeah i have like two nice of equipment he's like they just part of how they got because he used to go to mit for grad school and he's like part of what how they got me here was by saying anything you could possibly need in a lab like we're building this building right now we can put it in here for you so it just had literally everything and something super nice that I noticed is I walk into all these labs and it's quiet. Do you know how weird that is in a physics lab for it to be quiet? Not having all kinds of things humming above yeah. your head. It was really weird. And I was wondering about why it was so quiet everywhere when they were running experiments and like taking data on stuff. And the guy like walks over and he's like, yeah, so it's like super nice because we have this hallway. And he opens this thick ass door and then it, you hear all the humming because mm. it's all... Is in it... this hallway that all the labs share mm-hmm. down the middle is where they put all of the annoying equipment. <laughs> is it like sun insulated? Yeah. Ooh, that's really smart. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and so like you close the door and it's gone. Wow. You cannot hear it anymore. 
and you, you open it up and it's all of the annoying hum from everyone's laughs. I feel like if you ever have to be in that hallway, yeah, it's just a huge cacophony. Yeah, and and it keeps all of the bulky equipment out of the way. Like like the professor was showing me it me it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's been a long couple of days. Was the one working on like the refrigeration stuff, so he had a bunch of cryogenic equipment. That was all huge, mm-hmm. and it could all just be in that hallway out of the way, so you don't like trip over it, and it doesn't take up space in your lab, and you don't hear it. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was just such a little thing, that was so nice. Yeah, I can imagine. And I never realized I wanted it. <laughs> like I don't do that much actual lab work, but like, damn, it's a very beautiful building. I'll say that. So, granted that you've only ever been there, mm-hmm. not anywhere else. How do you feel about it? Just help f- feel your, about... Your, what's your honest opinion about going about, there? About Amherst? Yeah. My honest opinion no, no, is... No, 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 not Amherst. Oh. UMass. Oh, sorry. Sorry about UMass. <laughs> My honest opinion is it looks like a really lovely place to work and live. Okay. And it's not a bad option. Okay. I think essentially what I've learned from going there is that I would have a great time there. And what... My decision is going to come down to, because I know I'll have a great time anywhere, mm-hmm. is what science I want to be doing the most. Okay. So, which is why it's good that I went to so many labs. That's great. Because now I, I've learned so much of the other science I could be doing there, which is really good. Um, yeah. I, 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 this isn't really something I had questioned before, but it's nice to have solidified that I would be very happy living and working there. And I, I do know that this is going to be true in California as well. So... <laughs> It's, it's really definitely going to come down to my individual research interests, which is hard to think about. I wish yeah. it had been shitty. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I had hated it and knew that I didn't want to go there, but alas. Aside from the question thing, hmm? is there anything else that were you to do the visit again or for your next visits? Like what sort um, of improvements would you make? I mean, I think in general, I, I would have been more proactive about pretty much everything like i wish i had looked up all the professor's research beforehand i wish i had like reached out to grad students beforehand i wish i had again written questions down beforehand and i wish while i was there i had taken a little more initiative like i should have i should have gone and asked for a campus tour and i didn't i should have just gone to their admissions department and been like are you doing any tours today can i go on one Mm mm-hmm and I didn't. So I have seen the campus, but I haven't like officially been shown the campus. I've seen the physics building and like the campus center mm-hmm. and the music building. And that's about it. So I would have liked a more formal introduction to the to the campus. I would have thought they would have given that to you. I know. I was a little surprised it wasn't on the schedule. But I, sh- I should have taken the initiative and scheduled it for myself. A lot of this trip felt very last minute. And, and it felt the same to the department as well. They were talking to me about it. They're like, we were just trying our best to get this together for you. Oh I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but um, I wonder how that would have been if there was more than just you. Well, because they're all coming in like two weeks. They've got so much more time to plan for them. Mm-hmm. I'm like the first one to visit and the only one to visit this week, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It was very weird. Yeah, I wish I had looked up the program beforehand and asked like specific questions about the curriculum and the professors and mm-hmm. like all all of what I think I would do differently would have been before I had actually arrived on campus. I think for what for the fact that I was unprepared, mm-hmm. I think I did pretty well. Like I I talked to a lot of people, and I I made sure that I you know saw as much as I could see given the time I had, and wish I'd have been a little more prepared. Okay. Yeah, and so. I also, while I was there last night, while I was writing 
first off, I, I still had to work while I was there. So I was writing an essay last night um, <laughs> in the hotel. And I get a call from a student from UCLA talking to me. I'd be like, yeah, I just wanted to call and see if you had any questions. And I'm like, I, I can't think about this. <laughs> I felt bad. I feel like I was kind of like, I'm not, I wasn't rude to him, but I feel like it was definitely like not what he expected in this yeah, conversation. Yeah, really poor timing for you. Yeah, it was really poor timing. So I got this call and he's like, yeah, if you have any questions, like now's your time. I'm here for you. And I'm like, I'm at another school right now. And I really like I'm visiting next week. I haven't thought about it yet. <laughs> and I felt really shitty. I asked a very poorly worded question about if it would be hard coming from physics into an engineering PhD, but he didn't really understand what, entirely what I was asking because I phrased it. I was so tired mm. because it was at like 8 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Not 8 p.m. It was like 6.30. So late. <laughs> so late. And I had been, been just writing an essay, a really terrible essay about romantic era of music. <laughs> and so I... I um get on the phone and i'm like i i can't no (laughs) i'm not i'm not ready for this i i felt so bad he's like okay well um i'll I'll probably see you at the open house and i hope you're uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was like it was really awkward Uh, me being awkward and him being awkward it was just together it was like quadruply awkward and you had no idea he was gonna call yeah like it was out of nowhere on an evening on a friday night when i and like the day before had been so exhausting that i was still like kind of like working through it i had had so much coffee but i was still so tired yeah that's what emails are for yeah i'm like i can't think of any questions right now like i'm planning on writing a bunch down before i get there next week but not right now (laughs) essentially it was very it was very uncomfortable but i felt bad (sighs) That's exactly how my call was when I got into UA. Yeah. And she like told me, and she's like, oh, do you have any questions? I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I feel like uh. I'm the worst at coming up with questions when, On the spot. when they ask me if I have any questions. And yeah. I, I, I've gotten in the habit of just telling people that where they're like, oh, I can, I can never think of a question when I'm asked that on the spot. And, and a weird amount of people aren't very understanding about that. Like every time I say that, they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a really awkward interaction. Yeah. Well, I I feel like I've like not done a homework assignment. <laughs> like it was my job to come up with questions that I hadn't. And <laughs> I felt kind of bad about that. And especially because like I had breakfast with the program director the first day at like 830 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, do you have any questions about the program? And I'm literally like, you know. Mm, breakfast good. <laughs> bre- <laughs> um, well, I was like. I applied to the school because I know KK, like I know, I, I know my advisor and I want to continue my work with him potentially. So I know literally nothing about your actual program. And it, it was so weird and bad. I'm like, tell me what your school is. What do Just give I... Me a quick rundown of your entire, everything. Entire curriculum. <laughs> like all of that. It was, I wish I had, especially because I had... I applied to all my schools based on people I wanted to work with. So I feel like I'm very uneducated in actually what the programs are. <laughs> like what classes I'm taking and when I'm taking qualifying exams if I have to and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Like I feel like I should know, but I don't because I just looked at who I want to work with. Yeah, no, like looking back on it, I did the exact same thing. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh, like what exams do I need? <laughs> classes? how long is your fucking semester like when (laughs) like when do people start doing research full-time and like all this kind of stuff i'm like i should know this 
it's on the website. Yeah. I should know this. And I felt really bad about it. So that's definitely something I do moving forward with my next visits. It's like actually <laughs> read the website <laughs> and just like actually know what the program is yep. maybe a little bit. Especially because when you're applying, you don't think about it too hard. Like, I know That's not when, really the most important part. Yeah, it's not the most important part. Like, in, in the end, your advisor is the most important part of grad school. And when I'm applying to schools, I try really hard not to think about them too much because I very much fall in the hole of visualizing myself at every place and, like, really falling in love with it, you know? And then when I get rejected, it's horrible and heartbreaking. So I try very hard not to obsessively research every program until I know my admissions results. But now that's happened, but I've been so busy. <laughs> That I haven't had time to like actually sit down and look at all of the program information for everywhere. So I feel like a little bit of an asshole yeah. going to these schools being like, I know nothing. Who are you? <laughs> Literally for the past week and a half on my daily to-do list has always been email this grad student. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just like, mm, nah, because I just get so busy. And then the morning goes by and I'm mm. not going to email someone not in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you got to do a schedule send yeah and then the night comes and i'm like oh i'll do this for tomorrow and schedule it and then i'm like eh. <laughs> <laughs> i just never get around to it yeah so you're going to ucla in a week yep less than a week oh boy on thursday night i leave oh boy so we'll be able to record here's why I, okay i asked you to edit the podcast this week here's why i won't be here next week mm -hmm. when i edit Okay. Because we record on Wednesdays and I'll be gone Thursday through the following Thursday. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, what? Yeah. Holy. Yeah, because oh, UCLA you, and then uh, Stanford. That makes sense. Yeah. I understand. So if you'd like, I can show you how this works today and then you could take care of next week. Oh, so not this week. Well, this week would also be nice because I'm obscenely busy. I, my, um, my senior lab report for the first experiment is due on monday mm. and i have not started it. Mm. so <laughs> okay i'll see what i can do yeah so i i figured Can't i could promise it will be audrey quality but I i'll add my own little personal pizzazz i'm gonna be honest editing this podcast like and as i'm listening to it i make edits which is not how you're supposed to do it you're supposed to listen to the whole thing and then decide what edits to make and then <laughs> and then do it but I, I edit as i go listening through it once it's pretty straightforward it just takes time okay I can show you how I do it. Sounds good to me. So if this episode is shit. <laughs> You'll know who to blame. It's Matt's fault and not mine. <laughs> I accept that. Because I'll, what I'll do is I'll send you the last episode we did so you can just copy the music tracks. Okay. Because those I, I standardize how, how loud they are by just copying them from <laughs> episode to episode. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah. And that will be how you do it. Okay. I accept. I assume... Do you, have, slash do you have a lot of work this weekend? Uh, I have an exam on Monday. Yeah, I have an exam on Tuesday. It's exam season! The best time to be traveling the country! <laughs> or out of the country! I'm unprepared for all of my life right now. It's okay. <laughs> all aspects of my life are And then plus it's like chaotic. senior spring, so you gotta take yeah. some time for yourself. I know, enjoy. I'm trying to like have fun retrospective moments where I'm like, wow, look how far you've come. And, and then, then I'm I feel like, guilty. I'm like, oh, I still got stuff to you do. You have no time for retrospect. <laughs> you must do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, homework, looking back first semester here to now the last semester here, the importance of homework in my daily life has really shifted. And the time I spend on it. Yeah. Well. I mean, a lot of my classes don't have that much homework anymore. 
like we still have the weekly problem set and i still have the lab reports but they're way less um frequent than they used to be because we used to have problem sets in every class do weekly and a lab do like once a week which is ridiculous Mm -hmm. how do you have a lab do once a week ridiculous how now i do have the lab do once a month yeah crazy yeah like even for junior level lab you do seven labs and i'm like with what time Mm. that's a lab every two weeks like what the fuck (laughs) now i have a lab due every month and i'm still overwhelmed (laughs) (laughs) granted the quality of your labs yeah kind of uh shoots up a little bit it all scales yeah yeah i only have one class that has a weekly homework assignment due i have two my the class i have an exam for monday all we've had is one assignment and then a quiz which class geology of mars i forgot you're even taking that Mm mm-hmm it's like super weird because it's so qualitative, which I am not used to at all. Oh, like, weird. I'm like typing my notes with words. <laughs> what? <laughs> like this is not a side of science I'm used to. Yeah, that's <laughs> very words. odd. Jeez. It's crazy. Huh. And yeah. like we had a sh- our short answer quiz was 10 questions, all words. I wrote out everything. Not a single equation or number. Wow. I was like. Poof. Life outside of physics. Mind blown. It was Damn. actually kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a kind of nice break. It was super nice to study for because I wasn't just like sitting at a desk cramming at myself with practice problems. That's not even how I study for physics, though, which is probably bad. I should probably fix that. I mean, I'd say you're doing a good job doing what you're doing. I mean, yeah, I do okay, but I feel like it's been getting less and less adequate as my college career has gone on. And so I feel like it, that trend will continue into mm. uh, graduate school where like the way I study for exams is by reading the textbook. And then just remembering how everything works. And which mostly works, but it means I get less and less practice actually fully solving problems. And so when I have to on exams, a lot of times I do silly things, mm-hmm. which hurts me. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at <laughs> looking at advanced quantum as evidence of this. And uh, EM2 <laughs> as evidence of this. Where I just like I know all the concepts super well because I read the textbook. Yeah. And I like follow the physics quite well, but then like basic math fails me and i mess up everything and especially since on the exams it's not to at the professor or anything <laughs> but it's not just a normal question it has like some weird twist to it yeah so that throws you off yeah. i'll never forget walking out of that advanced quantum mechanics exam into some like weird winter storm the, yeah, s- the, the squall final, right? yeah yeah when we had our advanced quantum final it was like white out snow because we, we walk in and it's like temperate weather, no precipitation. Yeah. I don't even know if there were clouds in the sky. Yeah. And then, of course, you're taking the exam. You're not paying attention to what's going outside the yeah, window. Yeah, and it was like a two yeah. and a half hour exam. And then we walk out into a whiteout. And I'm like, what universe? It was definitely just... very weird vibes. Yeah. It felt like a sign that I'd failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh. What a throwback. Yeah. How are you How are you planning for your, your visit? I haven't been. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I really... I booked my flight. I sent them the receipt. Um, not getting reversed from the full mount, which is like fine. Because I, I, I knew what their maximum was and mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't really find any tickets cheaper than that yeah. or at that level. So it was fine. I will say for, for UMass, they were so gracious about reimbursements. Like I, I One of my meetings that I had on Thursday was with the administrative person that does all the reimbursements. And she, she sits me down and she's like, if you buy gum in the next three days, I want a receipt for it. If you get a bit peckish and want to go to Taco Bell, I want the receipt for it. <laughs> if you buy gas, I want the receipt for it. Like She's like, literally everything, keep a receipt and give it to me. 
are you sure? <laughs> so like on um last night, I got a piece of cake and I was like, Ooh, a receipt. Free cake. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like a little indulgence, but they were like super gracious about reimbursing me, which is really nice. And I think part of that is because of my advisor, because he knows me quite well. He knows that like I work very hard to have any amount of money. Mm-hmm. So he's like, we're going to take care of her for three days. And I'm like, wow. Thanks. That's awesome. I'm missing work for this, so like, thanks. <laughs> the others are not quite so, so uh, all-encompassing with their reimbursements. I think I did get an email from Stanford saying that most meals will be provided, so I don't really need to worry that much, but they aren't reimbursing me mm. for for what I eat out, which is fair. That's like the norm, I guess. Yeah. UMass just really set a bar for you. I know. I'm like, oh, that's a lot of money you're giving me. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Did your um, grocery shopping? <laughs> I know. Well, no, she's like, I won't buy you a T-shirt, and I'm like, that's fair. Only like things you need to live while you're here, mm. like food. Well, one could argue that you can't live without your U mask gear. <laughs> I think I can. That's another thing that I kind of ran into while just visualizing myself as a grad student is that like UA has such a larger like merch universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stony Brooks is kind of lacking, I think. Yeah, like they have their own website for the bookstore, and it's like something I could go to Dick's and get the school gear. Oh, nice. Which is non-existent for Stony Brook. Yeah. Most schools have that. Yeah. Stony Brook's just weird and bad. Yeah. (laughs) In in terms of like school spirit. And our bookstore has changed literally every year we've been here. Once it was Amazon, and then it was a local one, and then it was, and now it's like, no one's our bookstore, and you just like, I don't know, it's weird. Well, I mean, now we sell Apple products. We've always sold Apple products. Have we? I think so. They've always been in the little campus store. It's really weird, though. Hmm. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know if I, I, I'm not really a merch person. You are more than I am. Hmm. Okay. Do you have anything else we want to talk about? It's kind of like that questions issue. I know, I know. <laughs> no. it's, now that we're here, I can't not think really. of anything. Um, if the editing is shit this week, it's not my fault. Yeah, you can blame me. I'm okay with that. Although I do warn you, I'm a jack of all trades, so you might find my if skills better, to be superior. If it's better editing, don't tell me. Let me have this. <laughs> <laughs> and we will have an episode next week then. Yeah. I will just not be around to be the one putting it out. Yeah, so I think that's about it. We'll see you next week. From sunny California. If you want, I could put it out early so you could download it for your flight. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a one-hour flight. It's nothing. Yeah, that's enough time for an episode. This is true.